Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Stand Up Slam. Woo! Yeah. All right, everyone. Are you ready for some comedy? Give me a hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. This is a contest, somewhat of a comedy show. If you look at the table in front of you, you should have a voting ballot. If you do not, uh, let me know. I guess we will get you one. There will be six comedians up here tonight. Pick your two favorite ones, and they're all battling out for the title of the Midwest Comedy Championship. Come on, make it more responsive. My name is Phil Nelson. I am your host for the night. Thank you. I'm a retired wrestler who loves comedy and I'm not that good at it, so I wrote my jokes on cue cards. I'm being honest. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen. I had a dream the other night that I won the Mega Millions. Everybody remember that when it was like a ridiculous amount? I guess it's safe to say I had a million dollar dream. <laughs> That's a wrestling joke. These are all I know, ladies and gentlemen. Alright. Alright, so far this is okay. Let me take this off. This seems weird. Professional. Yeah, move that out of the way. Oh, I've never seen a coffee table that I didn't want to put somebody through. Alright. Yeah, work with me here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. A lot of people, there's a lot of foods named after cities. Some people like the New York strip steak. Other people like Philly cheese steaks. I'm more of a Boston crab kind of guy. Boston crab. That's a wrestling joke. Once again, these are wrestling jokes, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Stand Up Slam. My name is Phil Nelson. Alright, next cue card, please. Oh. Anybody here watch wrestling besides myself and my friend Loves Parka over here? Come on, you can admit it, we're all friends here. I love all of you. Well, this might be news to some of you people, but Rey Mysterio has returned back to the WWE, which is amazing to me, because the last time I seen him in a ring, he killed. He killed, literally killed a man in the ring in Mexico. All right, my name is Phil Nelson. Welcome to Stand Up Slam, ladies and gentlemen. All right, this is rough. <laughs> Don't worry, these other comedians are far better than me. Oh. There's a wrestler who used to wrestle in the Federation of ECW named Justin Credible. Yes, thank you for the move. Somebody has paid attention. But Justin Credible has been uh, having some trouble with the law lately. A lot of domestic charges against him, and he has changed his name now to Justin Carcerated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Just incarcerated. <laughs> All right. I was at a buffet the other day with a, well, this is not the other day, a few years back with my good buddy George the Animal Steel. Yeah, there we go. But he was a little upset when they ran out of turnbuckle. They ran out of, he used to eat turnbuckles, ladies and gentlemen. George the Animal, okay. <laughs> Nobody really knows who George the Animal Steel is? Come on. Good Lord. Okay, welcome to Stand Up Slam, ladies and gentlemen. This is... losing this tire. Good Lord. Oh. How many NXT fans does it take to change a light bulb? Both of them. Both of them. 
Hmm. NXT is a... Oh, I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> How many more of these key parts does Phil have? Being an old retired wrestler like myself, some of us come on hard times, as they say. My buddy Dusty Rhodes taught me about hard times. Like, for instance, I was at the Home Depot, and my buddy Jim Hacksaw Dugan was working in their lumber department. Oh! <laughs> He used to carry a two by four, so now he works in the. Okay. As a matter of fact, the Bushwhackers, the tag team duel, have come on hard times. They are now doing lawn maintenance. The Bushwhackers are doing lawn. Okay. Next card, please. And you guys will be happy to know this is the last card I will have for the night. Um, this belt has been given to me by the Midwest Comedy Coalition. And like I said, please vote for your favorite two comics, two checks. I don't need six check marks, it just makes it hard for me to count at the end. I don't even have a GED, ladies and gentlemen. Just two check marks. I, that wasn't even a joke. <laughs> but thank you for the laugh. It's a stand up slam, ladies and gentlemen. So, like I said, there will be six comedians tonight. All battling for this title, and at the end of the night, we have the wonderful Chris Damon closing out the night while I count the ballots. So uh, please give a warm welcome to your first comedian, Joe. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this guy. I'm sorry. Let me just put this away. Please give a round of applause for this man I seen working. Uh, as a bus boy, and I thought he was pretty funny. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for Joe Ottowitz. How's it going, everybody? I am GED Haver Joe Ottowitz. How's it going? Uh, so, not too long ago, my wife and I, we bought a house. And uh, since then, I've been experiencing what can only be described as a bit of a furniture crisis. In that people keep offering to give me their old furniture, and I keep not saying no. It's getting out of hand. And I now own more couches than I know people. That's unnecessary. Like, I'm lazy. I'm not six couches lazy. That's not even how that works. My level of laziness doesn't allow me to occupy more than one couch at a time. Unless I want to put my feet up or bring one over and make a cool little couch nest. Then two, well my wife deserves one too. Four couches max in my house. Fuck it, six couches. Now that I have a house, uh, my friends are like, you know what you gotta do now? You gotta get yourself a gun for some protection. I'm like, Why? So no one breaks in, steals all my couches, it's gonna be alright. Promise. Plus, I think I'm more of like a machete guy for home protection. Maybe I don't want to kill a guy. Maybe I just want to make sure that he's really, really hurt. I'm a vegan. <laughs> you got ideals. 
I'm not even sure why somebody would want to break into my house in the first place, really. It just seems like a whole lot of work to go through to get a bunch of crappy used stuff. The other day the power went out of my house, and I was looking around with a flashlight, and I was like, you know, if I got robbed, this is what they would see. This shit's depressing. Get some better stuff. I just don't want to let anybody down, you know? I don't want some guy going through the trouble to break into my house. Just feel like, mm, shit. Probably just doing this guy a favor. That he doesn't want any of this stuff. And you know what, Mr. Robert Guy? You're right. Just can't get rid of it. So I got a plan. Started doing my own home invasions, doing some reverse burglaries. That's right, reverse burglaries. <laughs> it's gonna bust into people's houses, start leaving shit behind that I don't want anymore. <laughs> Sounds like a much more fun and exciting way to get rid of some shit and fuck with the neighbors. <laughs> gonna come home, be all freaked out, like, honey, the hell did we get a second microwave card? <laughs> just get rid of that thing? He was going to be like, I don't want to freak you out, honey, but I think I've heard about this. We've been revertalized. <laughs> so like, oh god, no! What do we do? Like, I don't know. We call the Salvation Army. Come on the line. Got a situation. It's a horrible premise in itself. You know, some poor family finally manages to get rid of the bumper pool table that's been in the basement since they bought their stupid house just keeps showing back up over and over again. Like you walk down the stairs someday, go do laundry, turn the corner, like what the fuck? Just got rid of this thing. Like I don't know who's doing this, but do what you want, man. Kill the family, take the baby, I don't care. I'm not vlogging that piece of shit up the stairs again. It's a nightmare. Uh, I already had like a name picked out for myself when I started doing these burglaries. I wanted to be called the mailman. I didn't know it was like, mailman strikes again. Fucking bunch of garbage left in the house. Residents confused. I want to call myself that because every so often I'm going to show up at your house, just drop a bunch of crap off, and I feel like maybe you should hold on to for a while, you know, just in case for your records. You can totally just throw it directly in the trash, I promise. That's right, the moral of that story is throw your mail away, people. Take that envelope off your fridge and put it in the trash. It's been there for months. What do you do? Oh, shit. Somebody offered me their uh, food dehydrator not too long ago. I didn't want it. But I took it anyway, because I got a problem. Can't say no to free stuff. I feel bad having it though, I'm never gonna use it. It's not for me, you know, I'm not that casual. I don't have that kind of time for snacks. There's never been a time in my life where I was like, boy, I sure could go for some banana chips. Wednesday. Probably cracking on that before the weekend's over, I suppose. 
Oh, they'd be enjoying some of those. Sometimes I'll go to the grocery store and I'll wildly overestimate the amount of fruit that I think I'm going to go through in a week. So I go home and I dump them all out. I have this countertop full of fruit. Now let's face it, it's just on its way to the garbage, but not quite fast enough. That's why I look at that food dehydrator and I'm like, you know, this could speed things up nicely. Perhaps I'll put all this into there, ruin it up real quick, and then dump it in the trash. Guess what? I tried it. It works great. Takes up a whole lot less room in my already full of trash cans. It makes a real cool sound when I dump it in there. All it trickles to the bottom, bouncing off all the empty cardboard boxes of food that I did eat instead of the fruit that I'm throwing away. Works so well that at my house it's no longer referred to as a food dehydrator. It's the fucking food euthanizer. Or foodthanizer, just to keep it light. But don't let the fun name fool you. She's dangerous. First in class at killing food fast. Alright guys, that's all I got. My name has been Joe Otowitz. Thank you. Joe Otowitz, ladies and gentlemen. Second comedian of the night, number two. This man is coming all the way from the Janesville area. Please give a round of warm applause for Robert Luigi Parr, ladies and gentlemen. Robert Luigi Parr, and I was busted on PEDs. Yeah, that's my only wrestling accolade. That stands for pre-employment diploma. Yeah. I was really hoping to get that, me that marketing executive position until I found out I never even went to college. That was fun. Yeah, let's just uh, talk about the accolades I lie about on application forms. Oh, man. You guys, uh, did you guys vote yesterday? You guys turn out for the uh, midterm elections? Yeah, it's awesome. I was watching all the results roll in, and it just kind of felt like it was overdoing it. You know, it's like, you get a Democrat, you get a Democrat. And I was like, congratulations, Trump, you fucked over for all your kind. That's funny. Uh, yeah, it was just really interesting seeing everything roll in the way it did. Um, well, I've got to talk about my life a little bit. Uh, has any, did anyone else grow up with parents in the house that smoked? Yeah, give a round of applause if you guys did. Yeah, holy shit, it was fun, wasn't it? Because, I mean, no matter how many times you pissed off your parents and how mad they got, all you had to do was run, the, run into the other room and grab their cigarettes, and they were kind of chill for a while. Was, I mean, sure, I have asthma now, you know, not sure if they're pros are way the cons on that one, Mom, but, I mean, it was fun while it lasted. The only problem is, my mom quit smoking. So that chill factor, yeah, that went away real fucking quick. I am 30 years old, no matter what I do, it's still my fault. I had a seizure a year ago. I called my mom from the emergency room to let her know that I was okay, but I had a seizure and I was taken in by an ambulance. And her first reaction is, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> you want to smoke? <laughs> You're more relaxed after smoking. Because once they quit smoking, you can't really go, hey, you want some gum? 
No? Helps. Doesn't really work that well. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I was kind of thinking about my life a little bit, and one thing that I can always remember is that, you know, if you had a dad that was in the picture, that's awesome. My dad really wasn't in the picture that much, and but I remember, like, hearing stories about my dad being sensationalized. I remember, like, wow, my dad's an awesome guy. I want to grow up to be just like my dad. You guys ever had that feeling? Like, a lot of guys usually see their dad in that kind of light. It's kind of interesting because I've never got to be the kind of day, uh, the kind of person my dad was. I just never had a, a good job where I could afford the good kind of heroin like he could. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, my dad hated that joke. He really did. He's like, I really wish you'd stop making jokes about me on stage. I was like, I really wish you'd start fucking paying child support. Yeah. <laughs> that joke cost $16,976.43. Yeah. He's dead. So, uh, <laughs> he died last Monday. So, uh, yeah, he did. So, and, and here's, the, here's the thing. The funniest part, there's a lot of funny parts about my dad dying. And, and I'm getting to all of them because I have a fucking microphone. So, uh, the, the weekend that my dad died, he died on a Saturday, he was found on a Monday. The funny part about this is that he's in my fantasy football league. Yeah, he didn't win the entire fucking week, the entire fucking uh, season. He hasn't won a damn game. The week that he plays me, he finally wins. And that's some bitch died on Saturday. I said that shouldn't count. Alright? He didn't get to see it. He didn't get to do the final, the final little uh, uh, maneuvering around with his team. God just took over. Alright? That's supernatural powers. That, nope. That's disqualification. Right there. And when they found him, and I was down there, I was talking to the cops and everything, and they're like, you know, I'm trying to be serious about this, I'm trying to like say, all right, here's what, here's what we should do. I'm getting alerts from my fantasy football team because he's still whooping my ass. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Dad. That was one more haunt from, from beyond the grave. That was great. Uh, when they wheeled him out of his, when they wheeled him in a body bag out of his apartment too, by the way, yeah, shit's gonna get grim for a second. And, uh, they, I was like, wow, they should probably take him down the stairs. That's going to be a lot easier than a really small elevator. Nope. They fit his ass in the elevator. Standing straight up. Because, <laughs> like I said, it was a really small elevator. And I was like, and I passed by, as I was, because I decided to take the stairs. And I passed by, I was like, wow, standing ovation. I like it, Tom. Good job. <laughs> the coroner did not find that hilarious at all. Uh, it's just really crazy. The worst part about someone in your family dying, though, is you have the funeral, right? Does anyone like funerals? No? That's not because there's dead people. I like it because I have to see family members, all right? That sucks. Every time I go to a family uh, reunion, it's usually a funeral at this point, it's really, really weird because I have a lot of family that lives below the Mason-Dixon line. And they should stay there. Like we're, that's where we should put a fucking wall up, and let those fucking inbreds not never come back up here. My cousin from Missouri spent the entire night trying to fornicate with our aunt. Yeah, yeah. He used the exact phrase, Mexican push it in. Yeah, yeah. That's that is that is a line I can never forget. 
and I hope I never have to use. Don't give a thumbs up. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a phrase I can never think about, I can never stop thinking about, and I hope I can never have to use in casual conversations like he did. Holy shit. Uh, we also had two of our uh, cousins show up. They were uh, Dan and Dave. They are the uh, family celebrities, I guess you could say, uh, because they were on uh, an episode of the daytime court show, Paternity Court. Yeah, yeah. Dave's ex-wife took, took these two brothers, their identical twin brothers, to Paternity Court because she said that the wrong one was paying for, uh, for child support all along. Yeah. Never mind the two kids were above the age of 20 at the time. And she's like, and she told the judge in this, on this TV show, well, I always told the boys that they were, uh, that they were conceived on, on the side of the highway. And I, I fucked him under the bridge, so he shouldn't have to pay. Yeah. Yeah, side of the highway, not under a bridge. That was the whole, uh, you can look it up, yeah, it's Vogels on Paternity Court. But I will say though, out of everything that I, I kind of thought about, you know, with my dad dying, I, I really wanted to spend a lot of time, because we really weren't that close, and I was like, for the last few years I was hoping that Tom and I, my dad and I could get closer, and we could have a real relationship. And people of Love Spark, I'm telling you, I am so glad that we finally had that chance. My dad and I are closer than ever because I got to take his ashes home as his next of kin, and he is currently located under the under my bed like a fucking washed-up porn mag because we don't want the dog to piss on the ashes. So thank you so much for your time. Have a good night. I feel like I need a tissue after hearing all that about his dad. But at least you can make a joke about it, right, ladies and gentlemen? One more time for Robert Luigi Park. Comedian number three. After two, before four, number three. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for Bill Gilbert. Give it up for Phil. Wasn't he terrifying? <laughs> this is awesome. This is a dream. I've always wanted to open for Slipknot, so this is really cool. <laughs> What's up, maggots? How are we feeling? I'm a, I'm a 30 year old boy, which is frustrating. And I feel bad for my dad because he has to read my mail to me. Like anything from Wells Fargo, my dad has to read to me. I'm like, Dad, you know I don't understand this financial mumbo-jumbo. He's like, son, this is a Christmas card. <laughs> it says, Happy Holidays. I'm like, whoa, take it easy, Paul Krugman. He's a famous economist. <laughs> so it's not Dad's fault I'm not a man. You guys can see me, right? I look like a boxer from the Depression era. <laughs> I look like I finished second for the role of Ross on Friends. <laughs> I look like Michael Phelps if he couldn't swim, if he just drowned. 
My friend Brendan is a man. He's like a real man. He's my age. We're not peers, you know. Uh, like he, he's a lawyer. He uses the word equity. Uh, he's divorced, which I find mature, you know. Brendan told me he got robbed at knife point of his wallet. And I was like, oh my god, that's that's horrible. How much cash was in your wallet? He's like, oh, not that much. Uh, just like a hundred dollars. So that's when I have to do this thing where I pretend to agree that a hundred dollars isn't like the most money, you know? Oh my god. Hundo, huh? <laughs> Uh, that's not a lot of equity, right? I don't, I don't know. Well, $100 sounds like he got robbed, right? I don't know. <laughs> Holy smokes, $100? If I ever have $100, I'm taking my chance with the knife, right? <laughs> Could miss an artery. If you guys ever see me with $100, I am just returning from the bank with a gun and a mask. Here's, here's, like, here's how poor I am. I had to take out money just to come here like for free. You know? And you, you know how the ATM works. They ask you, do you want to see your balance? <laughs> do I want to see my balance? <laughs> yeah, ruin a perfect night? <laughs> see my balance. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe after that I'll get an AIDS test, right? <laughs> You guys all have AIDS or something? I don't know. <laughs> Too real? I think having a tattoo that says only God can judge me is like the quickest way to be wrong. <laughs> I, uh, I'm seeing a girl right now, I think, maybe. I don't know. I can't tell. I'm a millennial. Maybe I'm gay. I'm probably gay. <laughs> She couldn't be here tonight, she's at home, or she better be, I'm just kidding, I guess. <laughs> uh, she's cool. I have a hard time with relationships, and I know why, I know what it is. It's because it's my sexual appetite is a lot like my actual appetite. Right? Like, I love pizza. Everyone loves pizza. But I don't want to eat pizza every night for the rest of my life, you know? Like some nights, I want to eat a big black pussy. But I guess it. Is anyone going to acknowledge this happening? Fucking <laughs> like DJ Shadow in the corner. I was, at, uh, I was at Walgreens earlier looking at greeting cards, and uh, I came across my favorite card of all time. On the front, there was a voluptuous woman. Like a hot lady. Have we seen these? <laughs> and it said, want to see the two biggest boobs in the world? And I was like, hell yeah, brother. I mean, I was alone, but you'd feel like I thought that. And so I opened up the card, and there's a picture of the 44th president of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama. I say the whole name. You don't have to. <laughs> and Vice President Joe Hussein Biden. <laughs> I don't care what you think of President Obama or Vice President Biden, 
But clearly they can't be as stupid as the guy who thought he was going to see their raw knockers inside a greeting card from the bottom shelf of a Walgreens on a Tuesday morning in the United States of America. People say I look like every Disney villain. I'm like, it's pronounced Jew. <laughs> we're, we're a little away from the city, but this is, like, if you WebMD it or whatever, this is what comes up. This is it. We all look like Drake without the black, you know? Every single one of us. And I'm like, I'm not a religious person. I'm not a spiritual man. I call the New Testament the squeakle, you know? But my friends, like the ones I grew up with, are like, Jewish, they love it. They're so into it. They're always bugging me. They're like, you need to find a nice Jewish girl. When are you going to find a nice Jewish girl? I'm like, I don't know when I meet one. It's like 15 minutes with these people. I'm just like, all right, everyone in the oven. You know what I mean, guys? <laughs> yeah, that was a Holocaust joke. And you shouldn't make Holocaust jokes. You should only joke about things that happened, right? My man again. We were talking earlier. Uh, please don't vote against me just because I made a Holocaust joke. I really need that money. Um, it's a thing for my people. Please just, just vote for me. Someone told me that Jews control the World Bank and all global finances. I was like, sir, that's great, but would you like your sub toasted? <laughs> well, I'll just say that. I've never really said this before, but uh, this is true. My ex girlfriend, who I'm totally over, that's a joke. Uh, uh, she had sex with Colt Cabana. You guys know who that is? Yeah. Phil's jealous. <laughs> uh, of her, obviously. Uh, <laughs> And that's fine, you know, she has that right. But uh, unfortunately, Colt Cabana is on a lot of billboards in Chicago where I live. Uh, and so I don't know if you've ever run into someone who's been with your ex who you still love. Uh, it sucks, right? Yeah, try uh, seeing that person on a 100 foot by 60 foot billboard where he's literally flexing on you. <laughs> Yeah, so like, every day I wake up, I'm like, today could be a good day, and then I get to the intersection of Elston, Diversity, and Western, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, I forgot. Um, well, okay, thank you. Please vote for me. I'm uh, poor. Oh, man, that was fantastic. But, um, my grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. She was born and raised in Appleton, Wisconsin, and you could just survive the Holocaust that way. <laughs> Not one bit. Ladies and gentlemen, your next comedian. Please give a round of applause for Chris May. Yeah, baby. We got any proud parents in the house tonight? Proud parents? 
you guys hate your kids? <laughs> I can understand that, I understand. But I actually am pretty proud of my kids these days. My daughter, she's nine. And the thing is for kids these days is making slime out of like household products, baking soda, detergents, things like that. They mix them all together, they make their own like Nickelodeon slime. And she's got like graduated cylinders, and she knows words like surfactants and viscosity, stuff like that. I'm like super impressed, right? But then there's my son, he's 14. He's making slime with just one hand, you guys. How impressive is that? <laughs> my son is furiously masturbating, you guys. It's at that point. He's in the bathroom longer than a truck driver with colon cancer. But I'm always wondering about him. But it's weird because I don't know what to do as a dad. It's like you get new challenges all the time. And I didn't grow up with a dad. When I was five, my dad went to get some cool 100s in Texas. <laughs> and he never came back. <laughs> so I didn't have any guidance, you know, like when you're exploring your body and all that stuff. And it's not like I want to show my kid like how to masturbate. <laughs> I'm not that religious. <laughs> but I just don't want to make the same mistakes I did because I made plenty of them. Right? I put my dick in a lot of things, you guys, as a kid. <laughs> yeah. The first day you see your dick get hard as a kid, it looks like a little turtle trying to eat lettuce from across his cage. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember the news in air freshener? It's like a cylinder, you click it open and pop it up. And inside is a very alluring jelly sleeve inside of it. Put my dick in one of those, you guys! For about 10 seconds. Hurt like a motherfucker. It's terrible. My first time, the first time I ever masturbated, I developed a technique where I would cup my hands over my beautiful little doinker, and I would just lay on the ground and scissor my legs until my stomach felt like I just got off a roller coaster. Like, so I'm like, worry about my kid, that's what I'm saying, you know? That's terrible. My mom had a garden, fucked a lot of vegetables, you guys. Eggplant for the wind, by the way, if anyone's interested. But uh, yeah, the, the worst one would have to be uh, I, I stayed with my grandparents for a while when I was a kid, and one day I was in the bathroom and I wanted to masturbate, and I need lubrication, I'm one of those guys, you know, is there any dry, any dry guys in the house tonight? <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> you guys are terrorists. <laughs> you also eat cookies without milk, right? Yeah. But all they had in the bathroom was white grain shampoo. White rain shampoo is 50 cents a bottle, folks. And I was a lazy piece of shit kid. So I masturbated with this stuff. And then went right outside on a hot summer day, got on my BMX bike, jumped a couple of dirt mounds, climbed some trees, played in the creek. I have foam frothing down my cut-off jean shorts at this time. <laughs> I didn't take a shower, I went right to bed. Woke up the next day. You know what I saw? My dick had been like, Radioactive. It looked like it looked like a baby marsupial. It was like pink and bloated, and like the air touching it hurt. You know, I basically give myself a chemical burn. As well as but uh, I ignored it. You know, the next day I get up, and surprise, 
I had a cocoon formed around my penis of dead skin, just long shales of this dead skin around it like a snake. And I had to peel it off individually, these long, transparent skin pieces. Maybe I ate one of them. I don't know. It's terrible. But it got even worse the next day because after I got all the, the large property off, there's still all these little annoying little flecks, you know, all over. And when your dong ain't hard, it retracts on itself. And I had all these little flecks poking at the mushroom tip underneath. You know? Horrible. But I got wise. I went back to the bathroom of the grandparents' house. I found oil of Olay. Started using that and was smooth sailing from there on out. That's right, baby. <laughs> so we've been talking about for the last five minutes. Yeah, kids, they can like enhance your life, or they can ruin your life. My son says like lit now. Like that shit is lit. It's like a millennial term for like awesome or good. And at first I got like frustrated. But I was like, ah, I would think about it. When I was a kid, I used to say stupid shit like everything for me was metal. When I was a kid, like. Big metal head, you know. I was like, "Oh, that shit's metal. It's so fucking metal." So I get it, you know what I mean. And I uh, love metal music. Even was in a metal band with this guy right here. As a matter of fact, we were in a metal band for a long time, and we played a lot of good shows. We opened up for fucking Motorhead. Nobody can really say that, now, you know. And then I got my woman pregnant. <laughs> Not so metal, right? <laughs> I was thinking like, no, that could be metal, you know, like when you think about it, like, it's not too bad. So I brought a guitar tonight, I'm going to try to write a song, a metal song, about how metal it is to get a woman pregnant. You guys want to come and give me a shot? Yeah, hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking metal, right? 
because I was annoyed, I said something mean. I said, why is he abusing you? You know? <laughs> so like a drug to him, Jeremy's kind of a piece of shit. Wasn't very nice, but she showed up about Jeremy, you guys still work. My mom's a lot more realistic with her matches on ashes. Uh, she's a lot more realistic. She'll show me a guy's profile and be like, Reagan says he's been divorced four times, but he can't afford a fifth. <laughs> Setting the bar real high for me. Good. Uh, I, uh, I live in Milwaukee, uh, where housing is ridiculous, so I got roommates. Anybody got roommates? No? That's like the polite way of being like, who's poor? And it's just that guy. That's <laughs> alright, you and me, dude. Yeah, I just got a new roommate, brought a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, brought a new piano, yeah? A new Xbox, yeah? Four-year-old? No. <laughs> no? not why you get roommates in your 20s. You know, people can tell there's like a difference now that kids are around me though. They're like, Reagan, you're glowing. You know, with rage uh, over your living situation. Yeah. What do you guys like, kids? <laughs> no. Uh, I will say this though, having two, actually he's got two kids and having them in my house has taught me that if I ever do decide to have children of my own, I'm going to be exactly the kind of mother I thought I would be, you know, absent. So I'm so pretty good. So good about that. <laughs> Actually, uh, people are surprised when I say I don't want to have kids because when my mom was 43 years old, she had a baby. Yeah. You don't, uh, and I was 18 at the time, by the way. She was about to have an empty nest. If you don't have kids having a baby when you're 43 and you're about to have an empty nest, that's like playing a video game for 18 years. Getting to the final boss, and right when you're about to win, somebody hits the reset button. Wow. <laughs> right on your womb cube. So, Marsha <laughs> had a baby. And uh, people always say, I was 18 years old and I was in the delivery room. And they're like, now that you've seen the miracle of childbirth, aren't you so excited to have kids? No! Bring an 18-year-old unwed woman into a delivery room to get her pumped up about childbirth. It's like bringing an army recruit into the surgical ward of a VA hospital. Being like, this is your sacrifice, you pumped? You pumped? Yeah. Apparently everybody here had really, really forgiving pregnancies. <laughs> it was terrifying. I didn't want to have kids. Absolutely did not want to have kids. Um, what else we got here? You guys notice how like every day is a holiday now? We got like National Coffee Day, National Cheese Curd Day in Wisconsin. I don't know if you guys get on a bandwagon. Every day is a national holiday. You know what's weird is there's so many of them now that the day, like every day is a holiday. Some of the combinations are a little uh, shocking, you know. Uh, just to get you ready for 2019, January 19th was what I thought would be the cutest holiday. Uh, it was called Blue Monday, right? thought it would be cute. It's not. Somebody calculated the day in the United States most people commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, and they called it Blue Monday. <laughs> but if it bums you out, don't worry. January 20th, uh, National Hunt Day. So, <laughs> the next day, you know, if you make it, so, <laughs> National Hunt Day. Hunt Day. Hug it. Hug it. Somebody give that man a hug. Uh, 
I think uh, <laughs> I think my other two favorite was November 16th and November November 17th because like one primes you for the other. November 16th is National Fast Food Day. The next day, National Adoption Day. One like primes you for the other, you know, because uh, you want something but you don't want to make it. And <laughs> 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 you get it, you re you regret it. <laughs> All done. Okay, I have no idea what the timing is on this, so let's uh, let's do one more joke and I'll get the hell out of here. I uh, anybody here a big reader in the room? Anybody? Yeah. yeah. A movie watcher. Anybody here seen the, the movie Me Before You? Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, yeah, it's always one white girl in the front. If you haven't seen it, Me Before You is about a young woman who falls in love with a quadriplegic man. Okay. I read it with a friend, we're in a book club together, and she said something to me that I thought was kind of offensive. She was like, Reagan, I don't know if I could ever fall in love with a quadriplegic man, because I like having sex too much. Yeah. That's terrible. That's a young 20-something-year-old man. Loves you, wants to show you physical affection. And the only thing he can move is his mouth, you know? <laughs> um, I think women should only be having sex with quadriplegic men. Matter of fact, I'm going to break open my boyfriend right after this set. That or he's about to have a terrible accident. You guys have been a lot of fun. <laughs> Another round of applause, ladies and gentlemen, for Bragan and Wheeler. I'm proud that I can say her last name correctly. It was quite a feat. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we're at number six now in the ballots. Please be paying attention. This is number six. Please put your hands together for David Rear. <laughs> for being here. You've earned it. Give it uh, I know I'm doing this against my own self-interest up top, but I would like to encourage you all to take your ballot and just write in uh, the word doinker, which is Chris's euphemism for penis and the funniest thing I've ever heard in eight years of doing comedy. I've heard... Listen, I like to think that uh, essentially all I do in comedy is I just trade in various ways to describe the human penis. And Doinker, that's a top three. That is a, that is a top three right there. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for being here. Let's get to know each other real quick. A round of applause. Anybody here ever play the porn name game before? Anybody? Ooh. -hoo. You, the rest of you ding-dongs, you're in for a treat. There we go. Porn name game, simple game. All you do is you take uh, the name of your first pet and street you grew up on. Throw those bad boys together, you get your porn name. Fun game. Uh, I came up with another game recently that I think is equally as much fun. It's a game that you can play at home. A little game I like to call, How to Determine Your Value in Society as a Person. <laughs> and the way you play that game is you take the amount of money that you made last year and there you have it. <laughs> Just as an example, I made $9,500 last year. 
making me a homeless dog. That's how you play. I feel like I'm a CNN anchor in the 80s. Get Reagan back up here. I want to interview her about foreign policy. Oh, man. Uh, big sports fan. I've lived in Chicago for five years now. Chicago's a great place to go see sports. I actually grew up in this area. I grew up in Rockford. Let's go Hogs. Uh, but now, big uh, big sports fan over in Chicago. So I've been to a lot of games over there, which means I've been party to a lot of public marriage proposals in that time. And at the risk of sounding petty for everybody, right off the top, goddamn, do I always root for that woman to say no. <laughs> so hard, man. It's just, it's not out of any pettiness, though. It's just because I know that she feels like she can't, right? Like, it's basically entrapment on that guy's part to be like, well, I don't know how she feels about this relationship, but I do know how she feels about an entire stadium thinking she's a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to put a down payment on the touch right now. <laughs> and it's an easy fix. They give away so much shit at sporting events already. Like, section 193, you get free pizzas. Section 174, weekend custody. If you are at a sporting event and a woman says no to a marriage proposal in your section, guess what? All you motherfuckers just want free dipping Dots. Look toward the future with the ice cream of the future. It writes itself. I didn't go to fancy ad school, but I can put two and two together. And that way she's surrounded by... If she feels comfortable enough saying no, and she's surrounded by a bunch of guys that already have a first date planned out in their head. Sports is the way that I, I, uh, I was taught to express emotion. I realized that the older I get, that's the only way I was conditioned as a boy to like express myself. Like I've had close friends have a parent die. All I can think to do is offer to buy those people a beer. Not, I mean, it's better than nothing, but it's not good. Yeah. Then Derrick Rose tears his ACL in game one of the playoffs. And I hugged all of my roommates and told them it was okay to feel upset. <laughs> Not the same. It's the way I understand every. Like, uh, my mom just had a consultation for a knee surgery the other day, and I didn't go to the consultation with the doctor because I already knew everything. I didn't have any questions. It's already a very common injury for NBA players to get. So I knew everything already. Like, I knew the like recovery time and what they were going in to do. But I couldn't separate all that information from other thoughts like, will my mom be an elite rim protector after this? <laughs> like, oh, but doctor, what about her explosive first step? Will she still be able to yam on fools in the paint? <laughs> Grabbing the doctor by his butcher coat that they all wear. That's why... I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Sports is just the way that I view a lot of things in life. Like, I just picture, like... One of those first take shows on ESPN, and it's just Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless sitting across from a sitting across from each other at a table, just yelling about nothing. You know, don't knock the system. That's how we got the Constitution. <laughs> and then you got Stephen A. Smith just going, "You can't win an NBA championship with a 62-year-old woman in his, as your point guard. Not in today's NBA." And then Skip Bayless just looking at him and being like, "She's a leader." <laughs> She kisses her teammates' boo-boos, makes them feel better. They play her. LeBron James doesn't do that. Uh, been thinking a lot about what I want my grandparent name to be. Uh, my, my grandpa, if you want a grandpa, a grandparent name. 
I have a niece, my father, he went with Papa, that's his grandparent name. And if you ask me to commit to one today, I think I would like my grandkids to call me LeBron. I think that would be nice. That joke never works, but I always... I have a thing right now about trying to work in two LeBron James references in every set. Because I still think I can get him to come to the Bulls. I don't know. I think if he hears, like, you have a very earnest fan that always performs for 15 people, and I think it would mean a lot to him. It's showed up. Uh, I'm in a relationship right now, and I'm in love, which is very spooky. Uh, if you can avoid being in love, don't do it. it it's, because I want it. It can end one of two ways. Either you get somebody in your life who will cherish you for the rest of your life as you are, or you break up and then you get a lifetime enemy that knows all of your secrets. <laughs> this is not a good gamble. I don't like. It's like playing Russian roulette with five bullets. Very bad. Um, I was just, uh, I broke up with somebody a year ago, and that was the first time I'd ever truly been in love, and I, I think it was important for me to know that I could be loved, and I, you know, I think it's a level of personal growth for a person, you know, like it, it helped. I actually remember the first time I realized I was in love, uh, it was our third day, and we were uh, back at her place, and we were, not to be too saucy, but we were fooling around a little bit. Real quick, just as a side note, over the course of the story, you're going to realize that uh, I'm further retracting into myself as I'm telling it. Uh, that's just because I'm very uncomfortable with what I'm telling you. Right? So I'm transforming in front of your eyes, yes, but into a timid child, not a grotesque bridge troll person. Now, the story doesn't end with, and then she couldn't solve my real three, so I baked her into a pie. That's not <laughs> Everyone lives. So we're fooling around, and... Uh, like, she starts to go down on me. And it's, like, really dope. Like, it always is. That's very subtle. If you go down on somebody, you should get a creek in your hometown named after you. <laughs> Not really here nor there, just an opinion that I have. I know I just missed the election, but 2020 rolls around, remember me. So we're, we're fooling around, and she's, like, going down on me, and I feel that I'm about to, like, climax. So... Uh, I give her a clear verbal warning because chivalry's not dead, fellas. And she doesn't go to get out of the way right away, so like, uh, I go ahead and I let my guard down, and I know that's on me, you're supposed to play to the whistle. I forgot that. <laughs> Thank God my Pop Warner football coach wasn't there, he'd be so disappointed in me. <laughs> uh, the last minute she does go to get out of the way, and when she did that, she positioned me, and I'm sorry again, but like, she positioned me from here. <laughs> And it's cool to look, by the way. Uh, from here to right here. So you guys see how she just kind of like cocked a loaded gun right into my face. Before I had any time to react, she just straight JFK'd me back into the left. Alright, you guys have been a lot of fun. Thank you very much, everybody. Paying attention, that was the sixth comedian. This is the time to vote, ladies and gentlemen. We have one special guest coming up here to finish out the night, but if you would please fill out your ballots, I will come around and collect them in a moment. 
Oh man, it's been a fun night. All right, Loves Parker. Give, give a round of hands to my buddy Loves Parker here in control of the music. He's a hell of a job. Oh, this next comic, very excited to bring him up here. He's one of my personal favorites. Give all, muster all the applause you have left, ladies and gentlemen, for Chris Damon. Oh man, I just went about to get good, man. You can't fucking cut off Jake the Snake. Alright, I got the spot where everybody's picking their their winners. Who do you have? I'm looking right at you. Oh, you're not telling her. Ooh. Real, real secret, like democracy. Right on. Oh, thanks, Converts. <laughs> Alright, get up for Bill Converts, handing me a beer. I'll try and drink all of this on stage tonight. All the comments you've seen tonight, they're trying their hardest to win some money. Give it up for David Rayner. His mom is still an elite rim protector as long as her husband doesn't use his doinker or butt. Uh, there you go. Callback on a callback on a callback and a rim back. This is fantastic. You're eating pizza. I love pizza. What's your favorite type of pizza? Sausage pepperoni. Sausage pepperoni. Do you like Chicago deep dish or New York slice? Chicago. Chicago deep dish. Lost Park, I want to do a quick vote. Who likes, let's, let's see who has the best pizza. Make some noise if you like Chicago deep dish. Woo! All right, a couple people. Now make some noise if you like New York slice. You do? Okay. Well, you're both wrong. The best pizza on the planet comes from, drum roll dude, real quick. Best pizza on the planet comes from Cambodia! Why do you say Cambodia? Why do I say Cambodia? Because Cambodian pizza, they have an indigenous ingredient on their pizza. And that ingredient is called marijuana. And they call that pizza happy pizza. And it is the only pizza, it's the only product that is 100% accurate when you use it. I love marijuana. I love Cambodia. I'm a good old-fashioned pole pothead, you know what I'm saying? Alright. That's for all my Jeff Kennedy fans out there. Man, this is fun. You like wrestling? Who's your rest? Who's your favorite wrestler? Phil Nelson! Give it up for Phil Nelson one more time. He used to be a pro wrestler. I, I don't mind wrestling. I used to like it uh, when I was a young boy. And then I discovered pussy. And then I was like, all right, this is cool too. <laughs> but I recently went to WrestleMania this year. It's fun. It was a fun time. But my one buddy's like, you know wrestling's fake? Yeah. You know what else is fake? America's concept of democracy. <laughs> Did you go anywhere? The summer's dead, but did you go anywhere for summer vacation? <laughs> you went to Mexico! I love Aurora, Illinois. It's such a fun city. That's cool. What about you, sir? You look like you have a, a nest egg to go travel. Where, where, did you go anywhere this summer? Mexico. Me Goddamn! Give it up for Aurora one more time. Jump in the in the land of Lincoln.
I, I, I don't mind uh, Mexico. I don't mind Spanish. The only Spanish I know, though, is Mi mono esta tu culo. Yeah, which translates as your monkey, my monkey's in your ass. So I went. Uh, I went to Colorado this past summer. You guys know what they have out there that we don't have. What is it? That's right, a balanced state budget. I love me some legal bud, Jen. Have you ever been to Wyoming? No. I went to Wyoming when I went to Colorado. Is it just north there? Did you guys know that Wyoming is the first state to grant women the right to vote? Yeah. Wyoming is the first state to grant women the right to vote and the last ones to tell them. <laughs> I got in a comedy so I could travel. We like traveling. Where did you get a blanket? I, re I recently booked a show in northern Indiana, and I got excited. So I googled the cuisine of northern Indiana, and Google responded, just go to bed. <laughs> All it is is an Arby's, closes at three. Make some noise if you've been to Florida. A lot of people come from families of divorce. <laughs> went to Florida as well this year. And I had the epiphany when I went there. Now I made this observation. I was like, you guys realize that most people in Florida were hot 10 years ago. Just very good looking people 10 years ago. Thank you for laughing, sir. <laughs> they did not find that funny when I made that comment. I had to win them back over, to be fair. Everybody in the Midwest was attractive when they were 30 pounds lighter. Myself included. I'm not that vain. Well, I was in Florida. I, I noticed that there was a group of people that I never noticed, I never thought would be in Florida. You know, when you think of like Floridians, what do you think of like Jews? Cubans, zombies eating people's faces off, you know, little, really Floridian stuff. But while I was down there, there's this one group of people, I didn't know that lived down there. A lot of Polish people live in Florida. Lots of Polish people. The jet ski family and the water ski family, they own so much property down there. I don't know what the hell they do. But they got a lot of buildings with their names on it. There you go, that's a good old-fashioned Pollock joke. I can say that because I came from Pollock vagina, so damn. My mom's main name is Jetski, so... <laughs> Getting older, my biological cock is ticking. Always an uncle, never deadbeat dad, you know what I'm saying, Mexico too? <laughs> I know I'm getting older because I don't understand the younger generation slang. What's Hogwarts? <laughs> Is that just another name for chlamydia? <laughs> another example of how I'm getting older is I recently posted online. I was like, you guys realize that after the Korean War, the United States has invaded more countries than North Korea. 
That got two likes and a comment calling me a hippie libtard. Yeah. The other day, other night, I got blackout drunk. And at four in the morning, I posted the question, you guys remember Kmart? <laughs> that got 87 likes and a comment thread of over 150. My best friend's father even commented, that's where I met my wife. <laughs> Hippie libtard. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. What's the second step? Thank you. Thank you. They don't say that when you get your chip. I've been thinking about my drinking though. Like, when did I hit rock bottom? Was it the time that I was 21 and I rolled my SUV with my best friend sitting shotgun? No. Was it the time after posting sweet Kmart riffs at 4 in the morning? I was all blackout drunk, and I peed all over the refrigerator thinking it was the bathroom. And my roommate caught me, and I just giggled and left him to clean it up. No. Let's go to the time that I realized I was an alcoholic was the time I attempted to make bologna quesadillas. Yeah. I remember I was staring at the frying pan at 3 p.m. this afternoon, just wondering if I had Hogwarts. I was the goth kid in high school. Now I'm the goth man in high school. With all the weird looks. Were you good at anything in high school, miss? Like, that's an econ or... Best band. Best band? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. How are you, sir? Nothing? Just one of the drones in Sector 7G? That's cool. What about you, Mexico, too? Nothing? Were you voting anything in high school? Nope. No? That's cool. I was voted most likely to give a TED Talk on Faces of Death. Thank you. Thank you for clapping my Faces of Death joke. I can tell you're not a millennial. Because then I have to say Rotten.com. Well, only one other millennial. Cool. All right. That's David Rayner. <laughs> Do you know the worst decision you've ever made in your life? Oh, this is great. Most people say no, but what, what do you got, sir? Uh, smoking. You decided to start smoking. Cigarettes or, or pole? Cigarettes. All right. It's so not a choice. It's your birthright. Okay. What about you, sir? Do you have any worst decision? Did you just point to her? No. <laughs> okay. For me, my worst decision, listen up, love couple in the back. I see you guys all giggling. Did you open up for Motorhead as well? Yes. Awesome. Don't let me. Lemmy is God. R.I.P. God. Anyways, the worst decision I ever made in my life was May 23rd, 1995. That date will forever live in infamy, for it is the day that I started working at a grocery store that I worked at for 22 years. I'm 23 years old. Working 22 years at a grocery store 
has only made you made me like alcohol and when parents publicly slap their kids. <laughs> Nothing makes me smile more from ear to ear. So I see a child screaming for Dora the Explorer fruit snacks. And the mother's trying to calm the child down. No, 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 just get the generic brand. It all comes from Eden Prairie, Minnesota. And the child's having none of it. Then the child again screams for Dora the Explorer fruit snacks. Then the mother tries to explain NAFTA and confuses everybody in the aisle. <laughs> the 47th time that the child screams for Dora the Explorer fruit snacks, the mother gives her one of these. And I smile. Because every time that a child is smacked in a grocery store, a service clerk gets his wings. <laughs> Thank you. That's for Jimmy Stewart right there. Oh, yeah. Sweet, sweet alcohol. I do. Miss, look right here. Are you, uh, is there a saying like that? Is there a saying that just annoys the hell out of you? Anything? Nothing? Alright, give it up for this chill Voltaire over here. That's cool. For me, I hate when people say, you can't imagine. Yeah, I can. I'm not Terry Shimo. What do you got? You got purple pancakes and pears with pandas? Done. <laughs> Terry, can you do that? No, see? Alright. I see a lot of you are uh, battling with anorexia and pregnancy at the same time. Cool. Told you I was a god kid. What you gonna get? You mess with the bull, you get the devil horns. You know what I'm saying? Hail Satan, right, Motorhead? You got it. Holy shit, dude. You like this? Did you ever have a pen pal? No? Hey, did they, Mexico too, did you ever have a pen pal? A pen pal? No? Did anybody ever have a pen pal? A couple people, alright. I had a pen pal in high school. And, yeah. And he was kind of famous. I don't know if you guys know him, but like, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. <laughs> I wrote to him, and we and he we had a correspondence. A lot of letters would go like this: "Dear Richard, today in gym class it was very rough. If I don't run or run a mile under eight minutes, I'm going to get a C in gym class and not get second honors. How was your day?" And Richard would respond back. Dear Christopher, please send pictures of your sisters and stamps. P.S. Learn to run faster, bitch. He's dead now. Hail Satan. I work in a video store now. I know! than all of you, and I have nobody to show for it. <laughs> like Phil. What do you call a... What do you call an android that's been molested? 
R2, me too. Okay. Vote for David Rader. He gets my vote. I left too. Hey, Bill. Hey, Reagan. Get all three. Do a triumvirate of power right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This isn't 1984. Shut up, Michael P. Keaton. <laughs> the opposite of the gen. Anyway. But no, I like film. I like to rewrite film. Like in uh, Field of Dreams. I go like, what if in Field of Dreams, Kevin Costner's character misinterpreted the message? And instead of building a, a baseball field, he built a concentration camp. <laughs> if you build it, they will burn. That's all right. Converts, you okay with that joke? Yeah. All right. Converts being the only non-Jew in the room is fine with it. And me being Polish, by the way, we finished second in the Holocaust. And a lot of those Jews were Poles. So I think by a little asterisk, Poland, Poland, Poland. The Ukrainians finished fourth. The Jetsies beat them by a hair. You know what I'm saying? If you guys don't believe me, this is all on Wikipedia. Because I wrote it. Actually, more Russians died. I don't give a shit about Russia. Fuck them. They need to learn how to play hockey and stop looking like every, like Leonardo DiCaprio what's eating Gilbert Grape. That's my opinion on Russia. Fuck them. Anyway, but thank you for our Teddy Canary. You guys, are you guys? I want to take another quick poll by a poll in a poll place. Are you guys more Bears fans or Packers fans? Bears. Bears. Oh, here we go. Bears. Raiders? Fuck off. That's not the question. Alright, make noise if you're a Bears fan. Make noise if you're Packers fans. Alright, and now, kick some Detroit Lions ass, alright? There we go. No. Thank you. I like sports. I do like sports. I like hockey. Hockey is my sport. It's the sport I love. I used to play hockey. I was a goalie. Goaltending is the second best position on the planet. Best position? Doggy style. Still shooting the five hole. <laughs> Do you have a fantasy? Wait, who said Raiders? Phil. Oh, Phil in? Do you have a fantasy football team? No, me neither. All I have are fantasies. <laughs> like murder. And I'm undefeated every week. <laughs> Alright. Mexico 2. What's the dumbest thing you've ever said during sex? <laughs> now we're getting into the thick shit. Nothing. Nothing? So your partner, I'm assuming that's your wife, she was about to orgasm and she's like, oh, you're going to make me come. And you're like, nothing! Nothing! A very Frederick Nietzsche out of you. What about you, miss? What's the dumbest thing you've ever said? Sorry. Sorry? That's not good. That's not 
the dumbest thing. Oh, she's laughing. You got big little lady. You're about to take a drink. What's the what's the dumbest thing you've ever said during sex? Don't kiss and tell. You don't kiss and tell? That's awesome. Good for you. Like my mom when I asked that question. The dumbest thing I ever said. Let's go to is you'll you'll like this. The dumbest thing I ever said during sex. I was being intimate with my partner at the time, and she was she was on the brink of an orgasm, and I was filled with so much joy that she was going to come. That right when she was coming, my brain told my mouth to laugh, <laughs> and I laughed right in her face. And she stopped. She looked right in my eyes, and she said, "Why'd you laugh?" And then. My brain hijacked my mouth again, and I spurred it out. Oh, I was just thinking of something Buddy Scott said. <laughs> she just said nothing, nothing. <laughs> Most part, this was fun. I had a blast. But I'm going to tell you a quick little thing about Chicago comedy. There's this trope in Chicago comedy where white, straight white male comics like to talk about the first time they ever saw their dad's dick. <laughs> I think that's half. This is 2018, let's progress this shit. That's why tonight, I'm going to talk about the first time I ever saw my sister's tits. <laughs> it was 3 p.m. this afternoon, I was made of bologna quesadillas, and I was wondering if I had Hogwarts. Good night, love's part. One more time, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, for Chris Taylor. Ladies and gentlemen, there's some exciting news right now when it comes to announcing the winner of the Midwest Comedy Championship. The first time ever. We've only had two shows here, but the first time ever. There's a tie in the winner. We're not going to have them battle it out. There's going to be a gentleman, and we're going to congratulate both of them for the night. Ladies and gentlemen, do we have a drum roll? Is that possible? No? Yes. You guys know how to do that shit. Give it up for your two winners tonight, Reagan Nimala and David Rader. Yeah, come on, up here. Let's celebrate. We'll hold the belt together. Everybody will have a good time. I just, I'm dumbfounded by this. This is amazing. I can't. One more time, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for me. But thank you all over here to win the title. This is what happens. I mean, it's a proud moment for everybody. Yeah, I mean, keep the, keep the applause going, ladies and gentlemen. Keep the applause. It's never happening. This is crazy. At first, I was going to have a rock, paper, scissor it out. Maybe, like, flip a coin. But... Really? I don't know if the insurance would cover that. I mean, I don't want anybody to get hurt. But... I got 30 on Reagan. 
Women are coming coming in strong in wrestling. Did they just have a pay-per-view that was all women? Did anybody watch that? With their pants on? <laughs> oh. Cheap heat. That's called cheap heat, ladies and gentlemen. That's what Phil brings to the game. Okay, I think it's time. Everybody have their raffle tickets that was supposed to get one? Yes? Okay, fantastic. Let's go ahead. Can you hand me my mom's Tupperware? Yes. <laughs> it's not even a joke. She's pissed I haven't returned it. <laughs> I don't even know if it's really washed. Okay. This is this is for the fifty dollar Proton tattoo gift card donated by the wonderful Chris May, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Chris May. Uh, loves Parker. Feeling good about this? Of course he. Is. He doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. Okay. The number is six two one two. Nine? Let me, let me anticipation build here, because there's like eight of you or nine of you, and I'm like, oh shit! The last number is four. I did this last time, and everyone's like, what the hell was the number? Six, two, one, two, nine, four. Somebody has to have it, unless it's in my pocket. Anyone? Anyone? Right there? Ladies and gentlemen, somebody won the contest. Give them a round of applause. Hey! an amazing stand-up slam, I'm not going to lie, I was nervous at 7.52, but then the crowd rolled in, and I was like, okay, that's going to be alright, it's going to be alright. Ladies and gentlemen, give yourself a round of hand for being a great audience tonight at the stand-up slam. Go ahead and give us one of them blue thumbs on the Facebook, you can look us up at stand-up slam, we're here usually the first Wednesday of every month, tell your friends, don't bring your children, but... Thank you all for having a good night, and I've had a fantastic time. Uh, drive safely.